Are you listening? Welcome to another episode of the Nerf Report. We are back from San Diego Comic-Con, and I am so ready to get back to Nerf in the news. I've got an entire week of pent-up nerfing to take care of. And on this week's episode, Bethesda held their annual QuakeCon in Grapevine, Texas this week, in which gamers got a new look at Fallout 76, Wolfenstein Youngblood, and celebrated the Year of Doom. But before we get into any of that, your top headlines. First up this week, Rockstar Games, the creator of Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto 2, Grand Theft Auto 3, and Lindsay Lohan the Game. Well, this week, Rockstar Games launched the latest update for Grand Theft Auto Online, which includes the opening of the Diamond Casino and Resort. The casino offers the ability for players to buy in-game chips that can be used for roulette, card games like three-card poker and blackjack, along with slot machines and horse races. Now, players are limited to purchasing 50,000 chips per day or $1.50 in real-world money. The Diamond Resort and Casino also includes a new residency called the Master Penthouse, which includes upgradable features including a lounge area, media room, spa, bar and party hub, a private dealer office, extra bedrooms, and a garage. That's bigger than my entire house. Uh, The Diamond Casino and Resort is available right now for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC for free. Destiny 2 Forsaken is wrapping up its final season of content before the next DLC expansion, Shadowfall, drops in September. But next week, Guardians will be heading into the Solstice of Heroes. The in-game event will feature new armor, weapons, emotes, ghost skins like this fantastic ghost with a lifeguard floaty. Okay, ghost skins aren't your thing. Well, how about this sparrow? Send fear down the spines of your enemies when they see you riding into battle with this adorable miniature sparrow. The Solstice of Heroes will also bring a new in-game activity called the European Aerial Zone, in which three Guardians will battle Hive, Fallen, or Cabal enemies until the time runs out. When the time runs out, a final boss will spawn that Guardians must defeat. The European Aerial Zone is also home to hidden chests featuring Solstice armor, legendary shards, and materials. The Solstice of Heroes will begin on July 30th and last until August 27th. Google's streaming service Stadia is launching in four months, and this week some of the biggest questions surrounding the service have finally been answered. During an Ask Me Anything on Reddit with Andre Dornachev, the director of product at Stadia, it was revealed that Stadia will be announcing multiple free-to-play games coming to Stadia in the upcoming months. Initially, the Stadia controller will not support Bluetooth audio, but will include a headphone jack for wired audio. Stadia will allow gamers to manage friend lists and create parties. Mod support will eventually make its way to the Stadia platform. Google does have plans to add Stadia support to other popular devices, including the NVIDIA Shield, other Android and iOS devices. Stadia will also feature Takeout, allowing gamers to download a game's metadata, allowing them to access the game if Stadia was to ever end. 
And in regards to any questions of the free games included with the Stadia Pro membership, subscribers to Stadia Pro will gain access to a new free game each month. You will continue to have access to these games as long as you are a Stadia member. If your subscription lapses, you will regain access to your pro games that you claimed while you were a subscriber, but not the free games that were offered while you were unsubscribed. And finally, Nintendo. For many gamers, it would seem that Nintendo could do no wrong. With a strong lineup of first-party games and the upcoming launch of a cheaper, smaller Nintendo Switch, what's there not to love? However, recently, an epidemic has been affecting Nintendo's and Switch heads alike. And yes, we're talking about Joy-Con drifting. Since the release of the Nintendo Switch, gamers have complained about Joy-Con drift, in which the analog sticks on the Joy-Con cause in-game movement without the end-user touching the actual controller. Since the discovery of drifting, Nintendo has remained pretty silent on the issue, but thanks to internal Nintendo documents acquired by Vice Games, we know that Nintendo is saying customers will no longer be requested to provide proof of purchase for Joy-Con repairs. Additionally, it is not necessary to confirm warranty status. If a customer requests a refund for a previously paid Joy-Con repair, confirm the prior repair and then issue a refund. When Vice Games reached out to Nintendo for a statement, they said, at Nintendo, we take great pride in creating quality products and we are continuously making improvements to them. We are aware of recent reports that some Joy-Con controllers are not responding correctly. We want our consumers to have fun with the Nintendo Switch. And if anything falls short of this goal, we always encourage them to visit support.nintendo.com so we can help. And you know, I've got to say, it's good on Nintendo that they're addressing this issue head-on and taking care of their customers. In fact, I am so inspired by this that I put together a little infomercial getting out the word that if you're suffering from Joy-Con drifting, hope has arrived. Do you suffer from Joy-Con drifting? If so, it's perfectly okay. Hope has arrived. Every year, nearly thousands of Switch owners are diagnosed with Joy-Con dysfunction, otherwise known as JD. And take it from me, I felt so alone when I was playing Mario Party with my friends and then my Joy-Cons just got a mind of their own. But thanks to Nintendo, there is now hope for my JD. That's right, Nintendo is now offering hope to all of those suffering from drifting Joy-Cons. No longer do you have to fear playing your Switch in public, only to be embarrassed by your Joy-Con dysfunction. You can finally play your Switch with pride. Make sure to reach out to Nintendo if you are suffering from JD or premature drifting. Common side effects include actually being able to play video games, reaching first place in Tetris 99, and defeating your friends in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Thanks, Nintendo. Because of you, I can finally game in peace. Now for something completely different. Yeah. QuakeCon. Not to be confused with Dairy Queen's ShakeCon, which is equally awesome, but slightly more delicious. QuakeCon is a three-day convention in Grapevine, Texas, which was originally designed as a giant LAN party for gamers to play Quake. 
Fast forward 24 years and the convention now celebrates Bethesda games like Rage 2, Wolfenstein, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, and this year QuakeCon has become DoomCon to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Doom, along with revealing new information in regards to Doom Eternal. Now, Bethesda kicked off this year's QuakeCon with a keynote in which they gave gamers an update on Rage 2. And if you haven't played this game recently, there is a ton of new content waiting to be explored in Rage 2. New content like New Game Plus, Prestige Badges, and Iron Man Mode, where you only have one life and after that you start over. An Ultra Nightmare Mode, new insane cheats like Dash Ragdoll and Super Knockback, and an in-game Wolfenstein BJ Blazkowicz voice pack. But Rage 2 wasn't the only Bethesda game to get an update at QuakeCon. Fallout 76 received an update on its nuclear winter. Battle Royale has arrived in Fallout 76 and it looks like it's here to stay. At QuakeCon, gamers were given an additional look at the 52-player Battle Royale mode, along with their first look at new quality of life improvements, new perks, and the next Nuclear Winter map launching in September. Bethesda also updated gamers on the next four-player Vault Raid, which will begin on August 20th, in which players will explore Vault 94. Now I hear you. Where is the doom? Trust me. Somebody at YouTube right now is just sitting, waiting to hit that demonetization button. Like, do it. Say the word doom. Well, since making any money on this week's episode is out the window, let's talk about some motherfucking doom. At this year's QuakeCon, gamers were given an extended look at the upcoming Doom Eternal, which promises to be filled with more demons for you to shoot, rip, dismember, and slay to your heart's content. And in case you're new to gaming and are wondering, what is Doom? Well, Doom puts you into the role of the Doom Slayer, whose main job is to save humanity and kill as many demons as possible. And if you've never played any of the original Doom games before, announced at this year's QuakeCon, the original Doom, Doom 2, and Doom 3 are now all available on mobile, Switch, PlayStation 4, and the Xbox One. But quite possibly the most intriguing part of Doom Eternal is its brand new battle mode. Battle mode will put players into a new 2v1 online multiplayer mode, where one player takes on the role of the Doom Slayer, while the other two players take on the role of demons, and make the other player's life a living nightmare by spawning demons, traps, and just beating the living hell out of the Doom Slayer. Now, in order for the Doom Slayer to win, they must defeat both demons, but there is a catch. Upon killing one demon, a 30 second respawn timer begins, and if the Doom Slayer defeats the second demon before that timer runs out, they win the round. A whole lot of friendships are going to be ruined by this mode. I can't wait. If you're interested in Doom Eternal, it will be launching on November 22nd for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. And finally for this week, we come to... That noise, of course, signifies that we are running out of time and coming close to the end of the show. So, 
in order to cover all the week's remaining news, we must initiate a segment that I like to call... Every single week, we have so much news to talk about in so little time to do it. So we take all the week's remaining news, put 60 seconds on the clock, and try to cover it as fast as humanly possible without running out of breath, passing out, or dying. And if I seem a little on edge, there's like a hornet flying above my head, and I am terrified that it's going to land on me and sting me during the episode. So here we go. So, with that in mind, let's put 60 seconds on the clock. Thunder noise! And go. Team Rocket is now in Pokemon Go. Overwatch has added a brand new in-game hero called Sigma. Irangaral, or however you pronounce it, uh, the original map in Player Unknown Battlegrounds has been overhauled. Corsair has acquired Origin. Harry Potter Wizards Unite generated $12 million in its first 30 days. That's incredible. Control has gone gold. We finally got cover art for Death Stranding at San Diego Comic-Con. We got a brand new Super Monkey Ball coming, and I can't wait. Luigi's Mansion 3 is launching on October 31st. EA Access is now available for the PlayStation 4. Nintendo introduced a new Disney-themed Switch. And speaking of Nintendo, Mario Maker 2. The level creation cap has been raised to 32 for all you digital masochists out there. I don't understand it. Like, why would you want to play hard games that you can't beat? It's so unrewarding. Anyway, that is it for Nerfed in 60 Seconds, and that is it for this week's episode of the show. If you like what you saw, make sure to hit that like button. If you're new here and haven't done so already, please subscribe to the channel and share it with your friends. As always, my name is Brian Chappelle. You are you, and this has been the Nerf Report. Thanks for watching. Oh, God. I will f kill you. This is great content. <laughs>